All right. So we are live. Today, we're going to talk about what's holding you back when it comes to your career transition. And I have here with me John, who's going to be facilitating the conversation and helping me drop all the golden nuggets for you all. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. We're going to have so much fun on this entire journey talking about all these things. Career transitioning is a major passion of mine, and you're brilliant at it. So I'm so excited for all the listeners to get to learn from you a little bit. And what a great topic to start. We're talking about what's holding us back from career transition. And you talk a lot about having the right reasons for going after a job. Can you start us off with that? Yeah, I think um, what happens is a lot of people who reach out to me, the reason they want to pivot into, let's say, an industry like tech is because they feel that it's a very lucrative industry. The growth rate is pretty high. They can accelerate their path when it comes to earning. But because the focus is that rather than helping people, what ends up happening is they get into it for the wrong reasons. And mm -hmm. I feel that I believe in karma. And I believe that when we are lured into things because of greed or because of material reasons or superficial reasons, we end up not getting basically the return on our investment. Um, and what happens is people put themselves in a very vulnerable position when they do that because there are a lot of service providers who prey on that vulnerability where they see someone who is very fixated on just increasing their salary and just getting into, you know, let's say in my world, the, the scrum master role is, is a very, you know, popular role and agile and all that. People want to get into it because they think that once they get into it, they can hit that six-figure salary mark. Mm. But the problem with that is what people don't realize to be great at something you really have to keep practicing and strengthening that muscle. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like the top athletes out there, they have to wake up early in the morning to practice. And for them to have the desire and the motivation to do that, they need to really, really love what they do. And so this is why I tell a lot of people that you have to get into it because you enjoy it, not because you just want to make money. Mm, that's so key, especially for longevity. We're not interested in people having a career transition and then transitioning again after because they're miserable in what they're doing. The goal is to place them in a great transition that they can be at for a while. So I, right on with the enjoyment part, that's so huge. You touched on the topic of training. And I hear you say often that there's a thing about persistence and consistency that's really key. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel that the industry, when it comes to training and certification, can, can cause some kind of false, um, how do I say, reward um, and, and um, People have this false belief that if they get certification X, Y, and Z, now they can do the job. And it's kind of like saying, okay, 
a doctor right out of med school can start operating on patients. I mean, who would want a doctor right out of med school operating on them? No one wants that. And that goes to show that theoretical knowledge is not enough. You gotta be able to apply it. And so that is, you know, extremely, extremely important. Totally. Yeah. And getting that ability to have the persistence and the consistency of the practice of the thing will make such a really big difference. Now, I think I've heard often that what holds a lot of people back from career transition as well is this C word that you use just now, certification. And it's such a big thing. Certification and um, and training programs kind of hold people back because they don't really feel like they have enough. So talk to us about this whole certification thing, whether it's necessary, uh, the whole shebang. Sure. I talk about it from experience because mm. when I left consulting for the first time and I wanted to transition into different roles, because as a consultant, you tend to be a jack of all trades and you wear so many hats. And it was extremely difficult for me to translate what I did in the consulting world to a single thing. And so I felt that I had to get all these certifications. Mm. And I mistook the rejection, the reason for the rejection of me not getting into a role to maybe I don't have qualification X, Y, Z. And maybe if I just got this one more certification, that would increase my chances. So Mm. I got into this addiction of taking one certification to one other that I had spent over $30,000 in one year getting getting certifications. Um, And the sad thing about it is none of those certifications ended up helping me convert those interviews into offers. And only when I started getting better at knowing what it is I'm good at, what it is that I want, and translating that, my experiences, in a way that a hiring manager outside of the context of the organizations that I worked with understood, that's when I ended up landing a job. So I, in a way, I did some A-B testing because I got the certification. It didn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. I changed the way I held myself and sold my experience, and it made a difference. And I've tested this on many clients. In fact, I've had clients who come to me after spending thousands of dollars and having like, I had a client who who had every single certification you can ever think of. Yes. I was having trouble landing a job. And then soon we realized that it's because he sounded like a textbook. That's why he Mm -hmm. didn't land, you know, the job. And once we worked on that and made him more relatable, that's when he ended up converting his interviews into offers. That's incredible. I think there is such a thing of a smoke, they call it a smoke screen, or even related to our own issue of imposter syndrome, which everybody can look forward to another episode specifically on that. There is an element of us kind of not being quite too sure and the certification becomes this double-edged sword, which is really scary. And you touch on this with your clients that you teach a lot, which I would love to cover really quickly because I think it's so helpful. You teach them that there are three things that allow for them to be really effective. And that is to have the confidence, 
to be resourceful and to have communication and persuasion. You touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I totally believe that the recipe to becoming successful in your career comes down to those three things. Mm. Because at the end of the day, no matter, you know, how much training you receive, there was there will always be something new that you will need to learn or that you've never done before. There will mm-hmm. always be a scenario that you encounter in the workplace that you've never heard of. I'll give you an example. And I kind of, you know, when, when one of my clients who transitioned from being a physician with no tech experience to landing a product manager role, which is one of the most complex roles in tech. Wow. A lot of imposter syndrome. And she kept telling mm. me over and over again, you know, I've never done this stuff. I don't know how I'm going to succeed. And I asked her, um, you went to med school, right? You've, you've learned, you've studied a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Great. And you also did your residency? Yes, I did. And I said, so when you were a doctor, can you tell me that every single patient case that you've encountered, <laughs> like, happened, like you came across in med school? And he said, no. So I, so I said, how did you handle it? Well, I, I talked to other people. I researched. I went through books. I asked questions. I tried a few things. Mm. Wonderful. So why can't you do that? Why can't you do that when you're a product manager? And so this is what I tell people is mm. the thing is when you keep hiding behind these certifications and um, just using it as a band-aid solution to cover up your fear of experimenting and making mm-hmm. mistakes, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. Yes. Wow, that's so interesting because we do this to ourselves. We feel like we're pigeonholed and we don't know what to do. When in reality, we have a wealth of experience in a different context. We just need to shift our perspective a little bit. And this is exactly why you're top five career coach in North America easily, because you have the ability to see how things transition in this way. It's so cool. Now, talk to us a little bit about the M word that we hear a lot about. It's kind of mundane in one sense because it's repeated so much. But you talk about mindset. And this has really helped tremendously. And I love that we're talking about what causes people to get stuck or to um, is be hold back from a career transition. There's a mindset thing that's so important. Talk to us about that. Yeah, the number one thing when it comes to people's mindset is um, imposter syndrome, fear of failure. That's a big thing. Mm. And I don't know any successful, ambitious person who doesn't have some form of imposter syndrome and fear of failure because a lot of it comes down to the fact that we care. We care about our ability to successfully help people. Mm. We want to always do our best. It can be a double-edged sword, though, because if you want to be perfect all the time, then it's going to keep you from learning. It's going to keep you from innovating. And it's going to keep you from trying. And so the example that I give a lot of my clients, because, you know, I, I, they can, I can relate to all of them. I wasn't mm. that, I'm, I'm not that far from where they are at the moment mm-hmm. years ago. 
I knew nothing about career coaching. In fact, I probably was one of the masters of disaster when it comes to interviewing. I was terrible. I sounded like a textbook. I was clinical. I had pages and pages and pages of an answer to a single interview question. In fact, I was one of those people when I would get on a recruiter call and they just asked me one question, which was tell me about yourself. I would spend like 25 minutes <laughs> answering that question to the point where the person's like, holy crap, we, we're going to run out of time. And I didn't have a chance to ask you other questions. Oh, no. Of course, I failed the screening stage. Mm. So when you're talking about someone who was in that state, becoming someone who now successfully teaches people land jobs at companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Disney, mm -hmm. and knew nothing, that goes to show that as human beings, we're adaptable creatures. Our brains are ma malleable. Yes. We can do whatever we set our mind to as long as we are okay with letting our ego not get in the way. Mm. And I think a lot of what gets in the way of people is worrying about making a fool of themselves. Mm -hmm. And until you overcome that, that's when you become successful. Wow. You mentioned earlier the topic of athletes. And I think it's so true because a lot of athletes might psych themselves out and they might say, oh, I don't want to look stupid in front of people and go for this move. And then therefore they don't. And their mindset has a low frequency, which then causes them to underperform. And that's why they need their coach to be able to come in and say, hey, let's really boil this down to what this is all about and help them get out of that mental rut to a much higher frequency to be able to do that. And I think this is why people pay you so much to be able to help coach them so that they have an understanding of how to go about these interview processes and all these things that they may not feel very confident on, but you've got it figured out because you really take the, took the time to see what this is all about. And that's so key. Sometimes people ask you this question and I love to hear your answer on this. They ask you, how long does it take to land a job? <laughs> it's like asking a doctor, how long is it going to take me to recover? Yes, exactly. But I'm sure you get that asked all the time. So before we get to our final Q&A questions, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this. Absolutely. Um, it is funny because one of my most patient clients was actually one of the people who wanted the answer to that question. And it was also even funnier because she herself was a health coach, right? And she understands the fact that you have to put in the work and no coach can predict your learning curve and your resilience and persistence, right? So when people get on a call with me and I barely know them, didn't spend a lot of time with them, I don't know how fast they pick up things. I don't know if they're the kinds of people who will take two days to cry over an interview or five minutes and move on. Right. So if I don't know this information, it's hard for me to tell how fast this person is going to bounce back and if they're going to keep pushing. Hmm. And honestly, a lot of it comes down to that. It, it, 
to me, I have no doubt, anyone who comes to me, if I see them as intelligent people and they have the experience, usually I, I, I determine that, right? Because mm -hmm. there is a feasibility aspect. And if I determine that, then to me, the 10, the, I would say 80% that makes me not know whether the person is going to achieve the goal or not comes mm -hmm. down to exactly that whether they are going to bounce back when they deal with a rejection, whether they are going to follow the process, even if at the beginning they don't get the result right away. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Wow. And this really goes to show the importance of mindset and why the coaching element is involved with career coaching. Because you're not just giving people the details, the theoretical knowledge of what to do, but there is also that coaching component and that makes or break whether they get that job or not, which is actually the most important thing. So I'm so glad that you're doing this and you're supporting so many people. Now, one of the things that some new listeners may not know is that you have an incredible community and you actually provide it to people at a very affordable cost, in my opinion, because of how much it costs to access you one-on-one. -on -one. And in your community, you allow people to ask you questions. So at the end of each segment that we're going forward here, uh, we're going to do some questions that have been asked in your community. Um, so you can humor us with the answer. <laughs> so the first question comes from community uh, member number one. She says, I am kind of panicking because all of my relevant experience is in the last two to three years. Is that enough, Nada? All the postings that I like want six to eight years of experience. Then I'm thinking I've been teaching slash training for the last eight years in every conversation I have had with a customer. All conversations start with an issue or problem. And 90% of the time, I had to educate the customer on the cause and fix for their complaint. Does that work? So to this question, what would your response be? Yeah, so it's it's a it's funny because this actually is one of my favorite clients and it's almost like she asks a question but then she answers it herself. Isn't that the case that we do all the time? <laughs> yeah. It is a common question that I get. You know, I don't I don't feel like I have the exact or or enough experience in the with in the title of the role that I'm going for, especially for going for a career transition. Um, and people tend to discount the transferable skills. They they discount the transferable experience. They forget that the reason this pivot is going to work is because there is a common thread across all of their experiences or what I call a common gift that is actually going to help them pivot into this new career. So this particular example, my client is going for an L&D, learning and development professional. Mm. She doesn't have the title in her organization, but she's done a lot of training in all of her roles, whether it was in a customer support type of role or in a technical role. And her gift is creating engaging education and learning and that's why mm -hmm. i feel that she can slam dunk she can she can get that job but in her mind all of the work that she has done in her early stages of 
being in customer service and support and not officially being a trainer doesn't count. And she pretty much answered that question. All conversations that I've had involved teaching someone. And so my response is that, you know, like, you need to remember that. Just because you didn't have the exact title in whatever you were doing before, doesn't matter. The experience counts. It kind of confuses me sometimes when, when people think of it, you know, the other way that, oh, I didn't have that packaging or label, and so it doesn't count. Always confuses me when people, you know, think of it differently, but I think it all comes down to fear. And sometimes mm. feeling like we're not enough and our brain sometimes try to justify to create a coping mechanism for us in yep. order to, you know, tolerate that fear. Mm -hmm. And then this goes back to point number um, one, uh, three, sorry, which is mindset. And then it also touches on point number two that you talked about with the certification that it's not always necessary. Sometimes there is the experience. And if we view our experience properly, then we realize how equipped we really are for an opportunity. Great answer. Okay, so the second question that came in from community member number two, she asked, she says, the interview process with organizations is overwhelming. And I totally agree with her. It really can be. It feels like the effort is not worth it because the grass is not always greener on the other side. How do I remain motivated through this very unknown or unsure process? Yeah. And, you know, I can totally empathize with the whole frustration around. I go through all of this interrogation with organizations. And in the end, it may not even end up being the role that they marketed it to be. Right. Mm. And so I'm put put through all of these trials and tribulations only to possibly land into something that I absolutely hate. Right. And so my answer to that is, this is why it is important to be very intentional about what it is that you want. It's kind of like mindlessly going on dates without knowing what you want in a person. Of mm -hmm. course, you're going to end up in a very bad relationship if you're just blindly dating people and jumping on whoever agrees to commit to you. And so this is where it becomes extremely important to know who you are, what do you want, and not be scared of going after it. Why? And then the second thing about the whole, you know, pursuit of it, right? But here's the deal. In a lot of the roles that I help people land, which are leadership roles, whether it is a product leader or an agile leader or a development leader, or um, a finance leader, or whatever it is, the role. If you find that talking about your thought leadership, whether it's in the form of a case study, a presentation, a question, a burden, then why the heck are you going after this job? Because you're going to be doing this day in, day out. You're going to be in presentations. You're going to be talking to stakeholders. You're going to be persuading them. If you find that boring and troublesome and stressful, then I wonder if you are going 
into these roles for the right reasons. Yep. Because yep. let me tell you something, John. For the first two years of my pivot into career coaching, I was on, I was being interviewed by prospective clients probably six times a day. Wow. And if I found that troublesome, and if I found people jumping on a call with me, asking me questions about my expertise or determining that we're the right fit together and annoyance, then why the heck am I career coaching? Because yep. if I don't like coaching people, which is what this conversation should be, mm -hmm. and what I advise people is to go in with a trusted advisor mindset in interviews, going in with the intention that they're providing advisory to the organization and trying to figure out what their problems are and trying to solve them. If, if they find that troublesome, then maybe this is not the right role for them. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it is tough love for me out there to a lot of people. And they're going to say, oh my God, like that is harsh and companies are unfair and there's so many like stages. Well, would you rather get the job and then one month or two months later, after you left your other job, mm. find out that this job sucks and get laid off. Mm -hmm. So true. And this is exactly why this podcast exists. You're sharing your wisdom about career transitions. This isn't just about how to do a good resume or how to get the job. Those things are not important. You can get the job. Kind of like the scenario you're saying, you may get the girl or you get the, the relationship, but then you find out two weeks or three weeks in that this isn't a compatible and then you break up and you start all over again. It's not worth it. That's why people pay the big bucks to work with you. And I think it's so great. So for everybody listening or watching this right now, you can, this or this is a taste of what Nada offers in an online course, which is incredible. As you have heard, she has a community that you can be a part of. And also she does one-on-one -on -one coaching. Now you can find all the information on these things in the show notes below, and you can reach out to see what fits the best for you. We're going to cover a couple of other different topics that you can learn everything that Nada teaches in this course and get an idea also from these conversations, whether Nada is a good fit for you or not with coaching. But we will carry on a next episode with another really incredibly interesting topic. And we'll go from there. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. It's the success. Not only to think, but to act outside of the box. You need a coach to help guide you on what your sweet spot is. What you do works. Period.